Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick, he's Sam Kegovich and Kekka, there's a lot yeah. of bad news around at the moment, but some good news. Oh, elaborate, play tell. Frankel, 14 out of 14, is going to mate, apparently, with black caviar. Well, who you could want... possibly buy it outside of Jenna Reinhardt? Got me thinking the question, in your heyday, you were the Frankel Oh, here we go, yes. Was there a black caviar that you had your eye on back in the day? Did I? <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous, Russell. You don't want me to go public on that one. I actually. <laughs> I didn't mind it. It was a good idea. There was, there was probably a fair. It's a fair question. You were the, you were the Frankel of your time, were you? Fourteen out of fourteen. Yeah, I won. Unbeaten. Unbeaten. One of the superstars of the footballing era mm. in the 1970s. There wasn't a black caviar that had your little eye on? No. Bronwyn Bishop. Uh, <laughs> tonight on the show, Sir Lancelot is a disgrace. Mundine questions Daniel Gilles' race. The French take out our second biggest race. And more marquee players set to take their place. Plus oh, we play a bit of toss-up. And former Aussie quick Jeff Henry Lawson here as uh, the cricket season it gets into life. And it's all brought to you by our great mates at sportingbet.com.au. Your chance to win a million dollars a little later in the show. But first up, Sam. Not a button off your shirt. Yeah, OK. Now, firstly, the UCI. This is no doubt the biggest story I can recall in the last 100 years in sport. Has officially banished Lance Armstrong from cycling altogether. His two of uh, De France titles have been stripped. Sponsors are now asking for their money back. And the whole sport is in turmoil. It's got to be one of the blackest times in the history of the sport. Not just cycling. Not just cycling, without a doubt. And I'm trying to Can think, it recover? Look, you go back to where... Look, nobody has effectively died out of this, and so you can take out all of the ones in sport where people have died, and they are black days, you know, the Munich Olympics, etc. But this... And this is the worst. And a lot of people have been supporters of Lance, and a lot of people have been... Uh, critics, and I've been one of them. And there's been a lot of people who have thrown darts at uh, various people because they've said, this guy can't be that good this amount of times for only a certain period each year. I think these people are now vindicated, and those people who stood by Lance Armstrong should be embarrassed, should be uh, disappointed the way they've been treated, and the whole thing's been... The bigger question is, can the sport no, revive the sport itself? No, the sport cannot recover. They're talking about handing it down to people down the line, but teams of 20 were involved. What not it just needs, one team, what it needs, five and six teams in the same What tour. it needs is the an admission... The whole sport is... It, no, it's not tainted. The, the sport's always bigger than the individual. But it needs an admission and an open uh, statement one of thing, being sorry. Those like we're wearing you-know-whats that turn up every Sunday saying they've ridden from Gosford to Newcastle in an hour and a half, pull your head in, nick off from my coffee shop and go back to the hole whence you came from. Yeah, and shave your legs. Move and on. Don't stick your you-know-whats in my face as I'm yeah. having bacon and eggs. Daniel Gill and, and Anthony Stop Mundine. getting up on your bike and see those mumblers moving. Well, again, step into the ring. Mundine's questioned Gill's Aboriginal heritage. Like mumblers, questioned whether there are any Aboriginals left in mumblers. Tasmania. And he then apologised. Well, Gill has said, and I quote, if Mundine loses, then he should shut up and retire. Well, exactly. And it drew widespread condemnation, not only from the Aboriginal uh, sector of our community, but the entire community at large. And look, let's just get this... I don't this think in. Anthony Mundine should have ever let's, gone down that path. No, but let's put it in the perspective. Anthony, as we know, we treat with a grain of salt. Yeah. And that whole boxing game, that that whole segment, every boxing uh, game match, prior to it, they do those interviews, I treat with a grain of salt. They stick their face in yeah, front of each other. Face. Look, it's all it, a bit of PR. He went it, over the top. It is was, it a massive fight? It is a massive fight. Who wins? Oh, well, Gil. Well, let's hope 
Well, who wins? I don't know. I think Gill wins. But I think it's a massive play from Gill's point of Do view. Do you want to see Anthony get his block knocked off? Well, I think most people would like to see that. <laughs> but Anthony Mundine is a very talented fighter as he well. Is. I think Gill will win. But apropos to what the argument is, apropos. he was very stupid, he was very silly, but he did apologise and we can move on from it. But the other thing we've got to take into account also, say if a, uh, an Anglo-Saxon, a white guy like myself, said the same said thing, something thing. Mm -hmm. just take it on board that, you know, it's not a, it's a level playing field. Yes. So let's not take it too serious. Take a deep breath and please understand that one common denominator that's prevalent is that we're all Australian. Correct. So let's move on. Well said, Kekka. To the Nags and French horse, Dunedin won the Caulfield Cup. Continuing an unbelievable record. Whenever the Frogs come out for our big races, they win them. And the only time they get beat is when another French horse wins. That's eight races they've contested. Yes. Eight wins. Got Geelong this week. They've got uh, the Melbourne yeah, they got the Melbourne. They got the American to win the Melbourne Cup. Briganton, American, Dunedin, Shawadi. So the question is, how do we beat them? We can't. Well, we make we They're try unbeatable. to get our horse to run quicker. But I spoke to a very good friend of mine and uh, as a friend of yours too, David Hayes, yep. who celebrated on my dad's 50th French, birthday yesterday. Magnificent French trainer, David Hayes. Uh, no, well, he's a world acclaimed trainer. He Absolutely. Did, he did. In fact, he's got spotters over in France, like all trainers in Australia oh, at the moment. Four horses because they're over here. And he believes that the French horses, why they're superior at the moment, they are trained on very flat terrain. Same stuff as the Armstrong? No, ours oh, are sorry. In, in the UK, <laughs> they're undulating tracks. We train them in the circular main, in a circular vein that does their head in. They're in good uh, psychological condition. They're cheap at the moment too because they of could well follow the lead of the French horses, the French cyclists. That's for sure. Did ah, I good line, good line, Russell. But uh, at the moment, we've got a bit of catching up to do, and they're feeding them pretty well at the moment. American, you're on American. I have Americans a moral. I'm telling you, that's a free tip. I got that one from a very good source, Jerry Ryan. Uh, well, he's in cycling. He's going to get Go. out of cycling. <laughs> the Socceroos last week got their World Cup campaign back on track with a 2-1 win over Iraq. But it seemed the biggest talking point after the win was how old yes. the team is and should the older brigade be moved on sooner than later? No. See, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. This is an age-old argument we've got. If you're going to move forward, you've got to somehow jettison some of that age-old brigade. Can I just throw a team your way that during the course of 2012 you said they were too old and they wouldn't be a force in the Premiership? Who's Their that? name was Geelong. You said they were too old. I never said that. You said that. I did not. Why is a team like Geelong not too old but the Socceroos are too old when they win? Robbie Slater made My, a very Robbie pertinent Slater comment and when the... he said we are delusionary and absolutely stupid if we think this mob's going to get us to the World Cup. He, uh, we just yeah, can't no, go any further. Just, let's just calm it down a tad. Are we going to win the World Cup? No, but we've got to play a very competitive role Correct. in it. Correct. So let's get to the World Cup first. And, and then, then what? And then just then bow out meekly. No, then let's talk about making a squad of 25 oh, into a team that can... This is not going to get us anywhere. Let's develop some... You, Paul O'Conn's mob have got players like Antonis Taggart, Petrovsky, Mitch Cooper. Bring all the kids in now yeah, and, but you know, none and of develop these kids them. Are deserve, don't give them a game because they're 17. Give them a game because they deserve And they do them. deserve them. Anyway, Half these old guys... Move on. You're, the NRL is will play Thursday. You'll get this wrong too. Thursday <laughs> night games for at least the first month of the 2013 season. So we're going to have games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. What's the Good or bad? What's the problem with that? What more is better, you're saying? More is sometimes <clears throat> better for a short period of time. Oh, they're doing it for four weeks. 
the <coughs> AFL, the AFL do this, you'd be going rah, rah, the AFL. No, I don't. I don't. Yes, you do. Why do you say it's a good thing? Because it gives the opportunity for teams to blend into the season oh. rather than have full-on football every what, night. marketing? Fans can see five games live Broadcasters. every night. Broadcasters, it's daylight saving. What about the fans? How are they going to daylight digest saving? all that? Well, what's so bad about it? You can't play them in the middle of the day. That rules that daylight game out because of the heat. And what I about scheduling? It's a fabulous idea, and at the same time, we're going to have... Two months of cricket, and we're going to be bought out. You know what this is all about? This is a knee-jerk reaction oh, to the yes. AFL. Oh, here we go. By putting it out there, thinking that, you know, that may well be a way to combat the AFL. Why? What is well, the, let me the tell AFL you, don't have Thursday. They have one Thursday night one game. One Thursday night game. We don't, because we, 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 we base our whole plus concept the, on quality. Plus the one before good, good quality. Friday. Move on. Plus the one before Good Friday. To the Gold Coast V8s, it was carnage at the start uh, line, with the first race having to be restarted three times after various bingles all which were caused by the international guest drivers. Now, should we just say, you're no good in our car? No. Or is it worthwhile? No, because you've got to understand the concept of the, the, the product. You bring the Yanks out here, <clears throat> you know the 290,000 of them so, still think the national anthem starts with drivers start your engines? Yeah. They're a bit wonky. Yes, see? You get so that. So I'm telling you, you... You pay 150 bucks. No, out, let a, me tell you, that. No, if you normally get that, no, no, I've you get a steak. I've discounted a Hey, by Any, the way... Listen. It's more better then. You're saying no, get more drivers. No, it's drive, not. What drivers. we've got to do is get rolling starts. The Yanks don't have standing starts. They get terribly jittery when they've got their, their two feet, one on the brake and one on the pedal, and their arms are shaking. They take off and they cause... Havoc and mayhem. They leave a trail of debris almost death. So what we've got to do is just tinker the rules a little bit, have a rolling start, and everyone will be happy. I think that's a good idea. That's probably the first good idea you've come up with in a decade. Well, David Hayes told me that as well. <laughs> Three weeks in the A-League season and the interest has been huge. Largely thanks to marquee players Del Piero, Heskey and oh. Ono. Now, there's talk the FFA will set up a fund to bring more of their Irky. I told you they should have all marquee Ilk, players. Irk, Irk. Irk. You were the one who... I told them we should have the same concept <laughs> as county cricket in England. Okay. Have two marquee out, players. Here's another idea that he poo-pooed because more is better. Sometimes more is better. Getting Del Piero out had a massive impact in Sydney. The crowd was unbelievable last week. He scored a goal, albeit a penalty, but it was deserved. Heskey scored one as well. Each week these guys are raising the bar and the kids around them... The younger players, the older players, yeah. are raising the bar with them. I Unfortunately, think so far, it costs good. money to get these guys, and you have to admit Can it Can I just works. add one thing? Heskey scored a goal, but you see that kid Virgili, what he did on the uh, line, the way he got the ball to... Uh, I watched it on the uh, highlights Should reel. every team he... have an art marquee player? Well, it would be good. It'd it would be create nice a better interest. Victory should have one. Well, they probably need about eight. No, Victory. See how we turned it around? Victory was yeah. smart. I spoke oh. to Postacoglu during the week. What did he say? Well, he said, drop off. <laughs> Anyhow, he said, we don't need you anymore. That's the headlines. Next up, cricket. Does that say cricket great? Oh, he yeah. must have written it. Jeff Lawson is here for five good minutes with a South Africa test. Only a couple yeah. of weeks away. And my Sydney Sixers... Oh, don't the start. 2020 Champions League oh. final. Have you ever backed the loser? What about the damn front? You always... The cricket season is about to get uh, into full swing. There's three tests against the Yarpies, three against the Lankins, and all various shorter versions of the game. So we thought we'd get Jeff Lawson. It looks magnificent, don't you think? He does. Got a brand new suit. How long's that growth? How long's that growth been on, Henry? That's not what you're saying off air, but we'll continue <laughs> in any case. <laughs> well, no, come on. Now, uh, Judge Callis has uh, put the acid uh, test up. We all need a headline in uh, in amongst the the downtime just to boost the ticket sales. And he said that uh, we can beat you. We're better and you're worse. 
Well, and this is a bit of a shock because we don't normally get too much controversial out of Jack Callis. He's normally pretty straight. Well, getting old and cranky. Well, what's he, 42, 50? Well, he's still the best all-rounder in the world. Yeah. He's someone we'll, A, have to get out and not get out too because he's a superb cricketer. But that was a bit of a surprise when he came out with those, those statements. Well, what about Graham Smith? All that also added fuel to the fire because he said Ricky Ponty's got a lot of foibles and we can exploit them. Yeah, he got a few flaws and, uh, well, Graham Smith, we expect it. You know, he will talk the game up. Uh, he's the, the skipper. And, uh, yeah, they want to get Ricky Ponty out early. That's a big part of it. So I don't mind that, but the Carlos thing was a bit of a surprise. The, the one thing that I'm looking forward to, uh, albeit I wish it was the Boxing Day and the New Year's Day test, mm. uh, is the it's just fast bowlers at 30 paces. You get your four and we'll get our four and we'll meet in the middle. It's very much like that, yeah. isn't it? The, the spinners, don't worry about the spinners at Brisbane or, or Perth yeah. for a start. It, you know, the, the debate about who will be Australia's spinners just doesn't work. Irrelevant. It, it'll just be, he'll be a net bowler. Yeah. That'll be it. He's and, carrying and Australia will queue up the fast bowlers and we've got a lot to bowl quick. You know, that, that's not a problem for us. And South Africa, you know, Dale Stane, best in the world at the moment. You know. There's a couple other blokes there that you've sort of just come out of the uh, woodwork in the last few months and seemingly have all the talent in the world. Oh, the Aussies? No, the South Africans. Oh, South Africans. Well, they've got Vernon Philander, who, yeah. Yeah. well, this time last year knocked us over with about 14 wickets at, at mm. Cape Town in that astonishing test match where we, we made 40-odd. Uh, he will love bowling at Perth and Brisbane. That, yeah. That'll be tailor-made for him. Mornay Mork will be bouncing around your ear. Might on be as quick, that, that track might be as quick as it normally <laughs> is, I reckon. Curator might get a phone call there. Well, the funny thing is that I heard Australian players whinging about having to play South Africa at, at Brisbane in the first test. They actually complained, why aren't we playing them on a slow wicket? Uh, that is that? not a good sign. No, well, a couple, couple of the batsmen. Um, what about the scheduling? Do you reckon yeah, the scheduling's right? That. And why not five tests? Why not five these? against the Yarpies? And uh, in fact, it's over by December and then Sri Lanka. Do you reckon that's right? I guess what? Quickly. Australia's got its first board meeting with its new directors this week. You two guys could be on it because you've got more ideas about scheduling than they have. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that we've got this massive contest and it's um, after I like December. I like what he said then, Henry. Yeah, what, is there an urn in it? <laughs> well, we'll massive, have to look into that. Massive uh, contest wine. that has gone by you know, December <laughs> and with all due respect to Sri Lanka, it's not going to get the uh, interest up like yeah. a South Africa. Yeah, the big, the big blast is early. The, the first three tests, they're going to be fantastic. Great contest. Uh, number one in the world, South Africa, not Australia. Australia trying to get back up there, and then then we've got yeah, we've got the the Lankans. They'll be good cricket. The, the Lankans, they'll play some good cricket. My word, but, they can. But bat. Boxing Day will be slightly subdued, yeah, uh, because it's Sri Lanka. But uh, the first three are fantastic. Good to see Phil Hughes among the runs. Uh, looked like he might have resurrected his career again. He's very impressive. He's, he's, he's on the way, yeah. And Kawaja in Queensland as yeah. well. I'm actually liking the fact that they've gone out and said, well, I, I need to make my own way back by, you know, getting out of New South Wales. Yeah. Two months ago, we were debating who would fill that Australian batting roster, and yeah. now Phil Hughes has got some good runs. You know, 90 odd not out the other other night. Batted very well. He's playing the hook shot again, which he wasn't playing very well. Looks, that Australian looks side's far from settled, isn't it? That it is very brittle, isn't it? That batting. Batting, batting order is not settled. It's a long way from getting the, yeah. the right six. The bowling is rotated, and who gets the? Well, I'll ask you. Does uh, is Brad Haddon going to be a victim of being uh, a very very nice and and great father? because they want to push this young bloke in? Gee, I, I hope not, uh, Russell. I mean, he missed the Test Series in Sri Lanka because of personal problems. Yeah. Matthew Wade's done a great job, don't no, you? Yeah, he's done a good job. But his time will come. Yeah, but if, the, if you want to say Brad Haddon's too old at 35, right. what are you going to say about Mike Hussey and Ricky Potty? Yeah. And how do you... If you rotate bowlers who bowl 20 overs and a keeper keeps and then bats, so he's 
basically on deck all five days, why wouldn't they rotate some keepers so often? Well, it, it is a potential. The good thing about Brad Haddon is his mind's on the job at the moment, so the, the off-field stuff he's be able to put aside. He's looking good mentally at the, this time, but if he stumbles... you know, he, Matt, can bat, Matt, he can bat too when he puts his head down. Yeah, well, he's, he's going to be good number seven. What Just about my Sydney Sixers? Sydney Sixers oh. are actually on fire. They're in the semi-finals. Skip that. Moises hasn't lost a game with Henry, the cash. Henry, look into your crystal <laughs> ball. Look into your crystal ball. Hypothetically, this is if Ricky Ponting fails, what happens there? Do they take him on an Ashes tour? Or has he got? A, he hasn't got a guarantee of an Ashes tour, has he? You've you got to think at 38. If, if he fails in the first two tests against South Africa, they, they've got to make a call on it, and he may well fail against what is a. He won't be failing. No worries. Ricky will be there till he's 45. Good on you, Henry. Next up, time for the uh, toss-up. Great part of the show. Features the Battle of the A-League Derbies, the Wallabies, the Socceroos, and just how many points should a try in rugby be worth? 38, because they don't score any. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No one scores a try anymore. What? Now, you know, time for toss-up. This is where we pit two foes against each other. We have to pick a winner. And first up, they're both pretty new to the A-League, but which derby or derby will be bigger? The Sydney FC versus the Western Sydney Wanderers, Wanderers or, or Victory versus the Heart? Uh, in what period of time? Five years. Oh, one's in its infancy, just starting off. It's just, you know, we've got to give it some time to glean a bit of traction. It could conceivably be big, but at the moment, the Melbourne one by far and above. Melbourne, Hearts and victory Melbourne, is massive. What they have done and what they need to do is make the, the, the derby weekend as strong as they can, to have both games yeah, on no, the same I, weekend. And invent a derby between Adelaide and Perth. And invent a derby between, I don't know, we've got the like Central the AFL, Coast exactly. and, uh, and Newcastle. And they and will. Maybe Brisbane can go to Wellington. But they were encouraging, encouraging result over the weekend, having uh, the Wanderers and Sydney. Uh, oh, so 20,000 Paramount Stadium. I think Sam's Right, right at the moment, you've got to say victory in heart has yeah. the crowds, has the history. Uh, so far, it was just a one-trick pony in Sydney, and uh, the truth and the proof. They're on the right track. It's a good foundation. Uh, they both had decent results over the last week, but 2012 has certainly been an ordinary year for both national teams. If you're a Wallabies fan or Socceroos, so who had the worst year, the Jeez. Wallabies or the Socceroos? Poor so the Lord. Wallabies or the Shockeroos? No, well, I'm saying. Uh... It's a line ball, but I'd say the Socceroos. Yeah, no, I I, would, I reckon the Socceroos, because a lot was expected. It was a foregone conclusion they would qualify, and they've struck a hiccup at the worst conceivable no, time. The no, Wallabies are still qualify. The Wallabies, on the other hand, the started very best poorly. The result came when they didn't score a try. Well, exactly. OK, they didn't score a try, but they... Didn't they were... look like scoring a try except for a charge down. OK, well, no-one looks like scoring a try in rugby these days. It's almost like as though well, it's a kryptonite the around Blacks the try line. Well, the All Blacks did when Tatafa Oh, they get one every decade. But I'm, I still think the Socceroos are the, the, the disappointment so far. I'm going I think the, the Wallabies, Wallabies are strong. But at the same time, it's like backing the horse in the Melbourne Cup well, and you come second last right. or last. You don't win. It's like going out with your sister. <laughs> Go on. Move the on. trial of Splitterslow Cup has led to a debate about the value of a try in rugby. So, toss-up. Should it be worth five points or less than two penalties or six points to encourage less shooting at goal? So Should it be worth 80 points because no-one scores them. Let's not worry about what they're going to be worth. Let's create a, a, a product whereby they can be scored and then we'll worry about evaluating their worth. 
At the moment, no one scores a try. Yeah, but that's not the question. The no, question well, the question's stupid. Five or six? Six. Yeah, I agree. It should be worth... Look, at five... Any advance on six? I think... Well, I looked at seven, but I yeah. thought that was a bit high. A five and a three. Seven. All they do now is they kick it in their half and all the, all the goons get on top of it, try to get a penalty and kick penalty. three points. Three points. You get two of them, it's worth more than a try. 18 or a great game of rugby. 18 all, not a try scored. Gunga Kang, Gunga, what's that song? <laughs> I do, Gangnam Style. Uh, Gangnam Style, Gangnam Style. Still on the uh, rugby union uh, trail, just a tad. Sonny Bill Williams is close to signing with the Roosters, while Quade Cooper looks like re-signing with the ARU. But neither have signed yet. So uh, I'm not going to say which would you prefer to stink the most, but who would you rather not watch? Who would oh, look, you rather not be in the game? Oh, well, Quake Cooper, obviously. Sonny Bill's got a lot, you know, a lot of appeal, but, you know, he needs an attitudinal change too in terms of... Yeah, so both know, of them Both of them the need same, a bit of a... Yeah, uh, they both a bit of a whack. Slack. None of them are bigger than the game, let me assure you of that. Oh, both of them think they're but bigger they're, than the game. Yeah, but at the moment, they might have a bit of appeal power. You know, they might have something to bargain with. Quake Cooper's certainly drifting off the radar yes. rapidly. Well, Sonny There's no Bill, doubt about that. Uh, the Roosters need Sonny Bill... The Wallabies don't need Quade Cooper. So I'm in the same boat as you. I think if Quade Cooper doesn't sign, I'm not going to mm. lose any sleep. If Sonny Bill signs, as much as I've yeah. been a critic, I'll probably go and watch a game. Well put. Move on. That's toss-up done. Next up, it's happy time, the big finish, and a chance for you to win a million dollars in a special Sporting Bet promotion on the Sporting Bet Cox Plate this week. Don't we'll go away. We'll tell you about it, actually, if you haven't yeah. seen his ad. He was very good. <laughs> How much did it cost to keep Richie Callender shut up for 30 seconds? <laughs> He's hard to shut up, Richie. Happy birthday this week to Ian Baker Finch. IBF turns 52 and it's now 21 years, can you believe, since he won the British Open. Best commentator out there. Happy he is good, isn't he? Happy anniversary to the Boston Red Sox baseball fans in 2004. They completed a four-game sweep of the Cards and the curse of their Bambino, a.k.a. Babe Ruth, was over because it was their first World Series since 1918. Ooh, the Babe. And happy trails to the other best horse in the world, Frankel, has retired after winning again at Royal Ascot on the weekend. 14 starts for 14 wins. Ten group ones. And hasn't won as much money as Dunedin has won exactly. in three starts in Australia. Now for the big finish in the MotoGP circuit. Hits Phillip Island this week. Casey Stoner's final hurrah in Australia going for six in a row. Good luck, son. You've been yeah. a stellar, stellar man and a sports person we are proud of. Ditto to tennis. And Sam Stosen made the final of Kremlin Cup but was beaten in three sets by Caroline Wozniacki. That's now 15 tournament finals for Sam and only three wins. 15 more than you and I will ever yeah. be in. Geelong has signed Hamish McIntosh and Jared Rivers to go with Josh Caddy. So has the catch premiership window now just sort of opened a tap? No, it was always open the first instant and in front of nearly 14,000 fans. The Aussie netballers smashed the Kiwis by 20 points of the weekend. The biggest ever score against New Zealand and the biggest winning margin in 12 years. Go Thanks girls! Up. Now for the Sporting Bet best, uh, best Bets of the Week and a massive a weekend for our Sporting Bet fans and team. Sporting Bet Manicato stakes are like Sea Siren. And on Saturday in the Sporting Bet Cox Plate, I like Green Moon for Craig Williams. Yeah, that's going for uh, leg number two. The Sporting Bet boys think Ocean Park is the value also in the Cox Plate. And the million dollars, you've got to pick the top eight in the Sporting Bet Cox Plate. Go to the website for all the details. You've seen the ads. Yes, that's standing. Million dollars. Million dollars. It's not that difficult. That's well, it. Who are you? For you. I'm Russell Barwick. And Sam as always, Kekovic. I'm Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, you know it makes sense. Go, you good thing. Yes. Woogie-doo. Americanes are good things. Hey, Americanes are good things.